Hey, cuz, welcome to the next episode of How Good It Is. And today, we discover what happens when you give it away. How good it is. Hi there, I'm Claude Call. Here's some fun trivia for ye. I'd like you to tell me what the following songs have in common musically. We have Love Me Do by The Beatles, On the Road Again by Canned Heat, and Take the Long Way Home by Supertramp. For an extra hint, I could probably add in Join Together by The Who. So musically, what do they have in common? I'll have that answer for you near the end of the show. Today we're talking about the Red Hot Chili Peppers and their first number one single, Give It Away, although there's a little bit of a qualifier on that. And before I start, let me throw another quick trivia question at you. How many times does Anthony Kiedis sing the phrase, Give It Away? Give It Away was written by uh, guitarist John Frusciante and bassist Flea during a jam session before they began recording for their fifth album, Blood, Sugar, Sex, Magic. After touring in support of the previous album, Mother's Milk, the duo was working on a side project called H-A-T-E with some of the members of the band Fishbone. When H.A.T.E. did some performances, they would play this rhythm now and then between songs. But when H.A.T.E. disbanded, they decided to recycle it as a Red Hot Chili Peppers song. As it happened, Anthony Kiedis had a bunch of song fragments floating around in his head, and one of them was a phrase that he had wanted to use, which was, give it away. In his autobiography, Scar Tissue, Kiedis said that it was that bass line which inspired him. He was so taken by the way the bass used up practically the entire length of the instrument's neck that he jumped up with his notebook in his hand and he began chanting the refrain, give it away, give it away, give it away now. So where did the phrase give it away come from? It goes back a few years to when Kiedis was dating Nina Hagen. She was a few years older than he was and again, according to his autobiography, she was a mentor to him around the time when he was addicted to heroin. He said that she realized how young and inexperienced he was, so she started dropping these little gems of wisdom on him from time to time. One day, he was looking through her closet, and he came across a jacket he liked. When he told her he thought it was really cool, she told him to keep it. Her reasoning behind this was an attempt on her part to make her own life more enjoyable, and she explained that if you have a closet full of clothes and you try to keep them all, your life will get very small. But... If you have a full closet and someone sees something they like, if you give it to them, the world is a better place. This was a revelation to Kiedis, who said he'd never in his life thought that way, and he decided to apply it in his own life. When he began getting sober and going to drug and alcohol meetings, he bumped into this philosophy again. The way to maintain your own sobriety is to give it to another suffering alcoholic. Now, that said, it should be noted that throughout the song, the lyrics move on from unselfishness to other topics such as Bob Marley, River Phoenix, and sex in general. Now, when Give It Away was first released in uh, September of 1991 as the lead-off single from Blood Sugar Sex Magic, several stations turned it down, but KROQ in Los Angeles put it in heavy rotation. That, plus positive reviews in the press, combined with a press tour in Europe, got the song out in front of the public and helped propel it to the top of the Billboard, Alternative Airplay chart, and their Modern Rock Tracks chart out here in the U.S. 
On the Billboard Hot 100, though, it only peaked at number 73, but it was a top 40 song in several European countries and even made it to number 9 in the UK. In Australia, it topped out at number 41, and in New Zealand, it went to number 22. But over time, I think it's safe to say that it has picked up in the general level of esteem among the public, given that to date it's been certified double platinum with over 2 million sales recorded. Now, I think we need to talk about the video for this song. Kiedis wanted the video to be visually different from other videos, which he felt were all starting to look alike. And sure enough, the sample reels that he got from Warner Brothers pretty much looked like each other. But then he found one made by Stéphane Sedanoui, a French fashion photographer and director. Kiedis and Flea recognized that it didn't look like anything, like something they'd see on MTV. So they met with Sedanoui, who proposed a very desolated, very graphic landscape with little focus on anything other than the band members themselves. The finished product has a very experimental look with lots of different filming techniques mixed together, including superimposed images, wide-angle lenses, split screens of the same action from different angles, different lighting situations, flashy clothing, silver paint on the body, and reverse film effects to go with the reverse guitar solo. In that scene, John Frusciante is waving a long aluminum ribbon, and when they got to shooting that part of the video, Kiedis says in his autobiography that he was a little bit nervous about Frusciante being asked to play with that ribbon, thinking that Frusciante would be less than enthusiastic. But he turned out to love the idea, and according to Kiedis, would have played with it all day if he had been permitted to. It took them about two days to shoot the video out in the desert and cost about $140,000 to produce. The finished product was delivered to both the band, who was in Europe touring to support the album, and they loved it, and to Warner Brothers, who were a little bit worried that it would be too weird or too artsy for the general public. But ultimately, they let it go out without making any changes. It got huge airplay on MTV and was nominated for three MTV Music Video Awards. Best Alternative Video, Breakthrough Video, and Best Art Direction, and it won those last two. Give It Away is a staple of the band's set list for live performances, including their appearance on Saturday Night Live in 2006 and at the Super Bowl in February of 2014. And of course, of course... The Red Hot Chili Peppers played it during their appearance on The Simpsons, which led to one of my favorite gags on the show. It's a reference to The Doors' appearance on The Ed Sullivan Show. Now, boys, uh, the network has a problem with some of your lyrics. Would you mind changing them for the show? Forget you, clown. Hey, our lyrics are like our children, man. No way. Well, okay. But hear what you say. What I got, you got to get and put it in you. How about just what I'd like is I'd like to hug and kiss you. Wow. That's much better. Everyone can enjoy that. And finally, before I get to all the trivia, if you're a fan of the song and you haven't seen Weird Al Yankovic's parody of the song, you definitely need to check out that video. It's called Bedrock Anthem. Nuff said. And for the record, Anthony Kiedis sings Give It Away 68 times during the song. For what it's worth, including this sentence, I say Give It Away only 13 times during this episode. And now it's time to answer the trivia question. Back on page two, I asked you about what these three songs have in common, and they were Love Me Do by The Beatles, On the Road Again by Canned Heat, and Take the Long Way Home by Supertramp. Oh, and I also threw in Join Together by The Who. 
Well, the answer is that they all have a harmonica prominent in the song's opening. Love Me Do and On the Road Again both open immediately with harmonica, while Take the Long Way Home and Join Together open with another instrument, but those are just warm-ups to the harmonica carrying you into the main part of the song. I guess for good measure, I could also throw in Midlight Rambler by the Rolling Stones. I'll tell you what, there's something about a well-used harmonica that can really elevate a track. Before I finish up, let me tell you a harmonica story that Paul McCartney told during his uh, Got Back tour. He said when they first recorded Love Me Do, John Lennon was playing the harmonica and singing lead throughout the song while Paul was only singing backups. So the way they originally played it was having John sing the title, Love Me Do, and then starting to play the harmonica. Wah, 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 right? But producer George Martin thought it didn't sound quite right, so he suggested changing the arrangement a little bit so that John play the harmonica on the same beat as the do in Love Me Do. Now remember, this is 1962, and they were recording everything at once. No overdubs or anything. So Martin turned to Paul and said, that means you're going to have to sing that part. And Paul said that singing lead wasn't something he considered doing, so he was pretty nervous when he stepped up and sang that part. And I gotta tell you, I've always noticed a little warble in his voice, but the phrase Paul used, which was sheer terror, isn't quite what I thought it was. And that, my friend, is a full lid on another edition of How Good It Is. If you're enjoying the show, please take the time to share it with someone and maybe even leave a rating or better yet, a review somewhere. And now you can support the show over at patreon.com slash howgooditis. If you want to get in touch with the show, you can email me at howgoodpodcast at gmail.com or you can follow the show on Twitter or Instagram at howgooditis. You can also visit, like, and follow the show's Facebook page at facebook.com slash how how good it is pod or you can check out the show's website how good it is.com where you might find a few extra bits thank you so much for listening i'll talk to you next time how good it is